Governor Murphy says that legal marijuana is almost here. But some in the state legislature say that changing a century of prohibition is going to take a lot more than just a bill. And if we're going to talk about legalization, those individuals, quite frankly, that look like me, African-American males who have been hardest hit in the so-called war on drugs, need to be provided relief. Is marijuana the defining social justice issue of our time? Let's find out on this week's Jaffe Podcast. You're listening to the Jaffe Podcast, brought to you weekly by Jaffe Communications. It was 105 years ago that America passed the first modern drug prohibition law, and that was courtesy of President Woodrow Wilson back in 1914. And what's striking about reading that law today is the shockingly racist arguments used at the time to justify drug prohibition. Supporters of the law testified in Congress on the dangers of degenerate Mexicans and drug-crazed Chinamen who use narcotics to seduce white women into a life of crime. It's just another echo of our country's troubled racial history, seen today in the disproportionate enforcement rates of drug laws against black and Latino men, even though research shows consistently that ethnic groups use illegal drugs at statistically similar rates. Regular listeners of the Jaffe Podcast will recall our inaugural episode, when Scott Rudder of the New Jersey Cannabis Business Association joined us in November to discuss the legalization of marijuana in this state. Now that a draft of the bill is finally ready for committee, we thought it a terrific time and an important time to invite Assemblyman Jamel Holly into our podcast studio. Jamel is a member of the General Assembly representing the 20th District, and he is the youngest ever mayor of Roselle. Jamel joined us to shed some light on the rarely discussed side to one of this year's most closely watched bills. Assemblyman Jamel Holly, welcome to the Jaffe Podcast. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. Oh, great to have you. And also, we have our special guest The special today, guest guy, who, Matt Hirsch. Who literally just stopped in <laughs> and is now mic'd. And- Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. So anyway, so what we are going to be talking about today is uh, cannabis. And Every New Jerseyan's favorite hot topic. Yeah, Not that they necessarily agree, yeah. but it's everyone's hot topic at dinner tables, at lunch tables, at breakfast tables, at lunch meetings, at downtime. Cannabis, marijuana, weed, whatever you want to call it, it has been on everyone's hot topic list. Okay. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what we're doing here in the state of New Jersey. I feel like you're the host. Do you have any questions for me? I don't, Jonathan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just been doing a lot of these, so I'm kind of getting used to it. <laughs> well, earlier this week, uh, uh, Jamel was at Union County College with Scott Rudder of the New Jersey County Business Association because uh, Union County College was announcing some great new program, which seems like it's becoming somewhat of a prototype around the state regarding cannabis. Mm-hmm. And so to- uh, Union County College, which is the first college in Union County to sign on with New Jersey Association of Cannabis Business to do a joint partnership memorandum joint, of yeah. understanding like yeah. um, of teaching courses for mm-hmm. workforce development and jobs and the industry of cannabis. And so mm-hmm. you'll be able to take classes at Union County College and uh, be certified in the business. And for me, it was important because if we're going to really talk about being serious about legalization of cannabis here in the state of New Jersey, mm-hmm. you got to have a supportive wraparound Education and innovative and research component 
to make it work. Mm -hmm. And so I was just very happy and honored to be a part of that uh, with Union County College because not only is it in our county here, but uh, with the state sponsors of the legislation, Senator Nick Scatari, who's our Mm -hmm. state senator here in Union County, and myself leading the charge in the assembly, it was very important for us to not only talk to talk about legalization of marijuana and the expungement and social justice piece that I've been focusing on, Mm -hmm. but this is a very broad industry and it's very robust in mm-hmm. itself and we got to have an education research and innovative component in that was that announcement uh, this week so so let's kind of break it apart a little bit so we we knew that last year there was a, a lot of talk about legalization and we thought that maybe there, i think there was supposed to at one point be a vote a big vote on december 15th it didn't happen and then we heard that a lot of the issues circulated around taxation mm-hmm. Uh, how how it gets taxed and obviously and also around the um, expungement issue, mm-hmm. and so maybe we could break it down and just kind of explain to our listeners like what are the um, what are the sticking points with it right now. So what a lot of people talk and no one knows for sure or no one knew for sure when the vote is going to be because the negotiations are start still taking place, mm-hmm. um, but there was some concern and I think we've just just hit um, a good. Um, pivotal point in terms of the negotiations as it relates to the taxes and also the commission um, relative to how this is going to be regulated once the bill passes into law. So Sweeney, Murphy, and uh, the speaker have been engaging in intense conversations on this so that everyone is comfortable um, with moving forward, and, and that is coming to a head very, uh, very soon. So okay. there will be a vote soon. There will be an announcement soon of all the amended cha- and changes mm-hmm. to the bill. We originally um, introduced a new bill last late last year, and uh, we're hoping to try to get this done um, before March, um, before we start to get into the budget, because I think that once it gets into the budget season, I think it's going to get lost again. Right. And we want to... Uh, be able to move forward with this. We've got a lot of momentum in New Jersey. Um, I think a lot of the other states that are in the um, wind are looking to proceed in their states. They're looking at New Jersey because Mm -hmm. what is different from ours is a very critical um, expungement and social justice piece, which is really the piece that I've been focusing on. If we're going to talk about legalization, Uh, We have to make sure that in the forefront of legalization is those individuals, quite frankly, those that look like me, African-American males who have been hardest hit in the so-called war on drugs Mm -hmm. for low-level and mid-level possessions uh, of marijuana, need to be provided relief, Mm -hmm. Um, need to be provided uh, expedited expungements to um, allow them to be real productive citizens. Mm -hmm. Right. of the state of New Jersey and not have that burden placed on them and not have the uh, distractions of having such a conviction on their record that they can't even make the current minimum wage. So let's not even talk about $15 minimum yeah. wage. Let's talk about the current minimum wage. And they're forbidden from really um, able to gainfully be employed because of those such low-level right. positions. So under the bill or under your proposal of the bill, yeah, um, folks who have had um, convictions for marijuana sales 
and marijuana possession, mm -hmm. their records would be expunged? Yes, um, okay. depending on the level. Um, and we're looking at 50 grams or less, mm -hmm. which is a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and they will be provided with the opportunity to have expedited expungements. Mm -hmm. In addition, they will also be able to apply online for their expungements. And the bill, six months after the enactment of this law, mm -hmm. um, the administrative office of the courts um, will set up an e-filing system um, on the uh, website so mm -hmm. that they can uh, apply online. We want this to be less cumbersome. As you know, filing a petition for expungement can be very cumbersome. We want right. to make this as easy as possible. Right. And also, fees are going to be waived. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, when you talk about not being gainfully employed, every mm -hmm. cost that is presented to you on things that you need to address you know, it becomes a problem. So what we right. wanted to do is make sure that the weaves, the, the fees will be waived okay. uh, as well. And okay. this is part of the bill. All right. Now, one of the things we, we were actually talking about earlier today was the um, was pot shops, these, these retail marijuana stores. And uh, Matt Hirsch, who was a elected representative for Highland Park Borough Council with a thriving uh, downtown Raritan Avenue, question I have for you is um, – do you think there should be, a, if marijuana is legalized, do you think there should be a limit in the amount of retail establishments? I mean, I think this is one of the conversations that co-opted uh, us on the local level, and I think you're seeing it around the state, is that, um, you know, how, how can we stem the bodega effect, uh, and how can towns adequately prepare zoning, planning, uh, to ensure that... Um, any, mar any marijuana legislation, which I support and which we support in Highland Park, um, is implemented in a way that reflects the needs of the community. So does that mean that, you know, maybe shops don't open within a thousand feet of schools? Does that mean that they're limited to second floors or, 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 or does that mean that there's a limit on, um, on, on, on how many, uh, open, so, mm -hmm. you know, we have an abundance of nail salons, you know, right. in, 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 in our downtown, <laughs> right. are we able to, to limit that without being in violation of the legislation? So I think that there's a lot of questions that, um, local, uh, um, local leaders are looking to have answered. Uh, and unfortunately, um, in anticipation of this law, I think you're seeing a lot of towns proactively take, um, pro pro proactively move to either inhibit or, 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 or prohibit um, the commercial viability of marijuana um, without having all of these uh, questions answered. So I think that's what they're waiting on to hear from our legislature, mm -hmm. just, just for some yeah. guidance is, there. Is, is the bill from the state legislature, does it, go, does it drill down to that, or is those going to be like municipal decisions as far as how many retail establishments? So in the, in the beginning when the mm -hmm. bill was originally introduced uh, from Nick Scatari, who I commend, by the way, because when, this, when he first brought this issue up several years ago, it was a very unpopular issue. Um, we've made it interesting now. Mm -hmm. And part of my amendments, Matt and Jonathan, have been to not limit the licenses mm -hmm. uh, for... Um, retail shops uh, for cultivation, uh, don't limit them. Because when you look at the opportunity that we were trying to open up for women and minorities and uh, disabled veterans, and I'll get to that point in a moment, is that if you start limiting licenses, then the avenue and opportunity that we want those veterans or those 
minorities or women to grab those licenses, they're going to be limited in itself on the outright. Right. So we're leaving it up to the local municipalities. That's why we have allowed a, a, a local sales tax. Um, and um, the towns will then have the ability to zone uh, where they want, um, and um, the town would have to have the final say and the say so in the last at the last straw. Mm-hmm. But so, so state, towns can decide no restrictions. Towns can decide no store. They they can decide to have no retail establishment. Correct. Some towns have already started doing it. They're going to have to do it again because there's no law that they they've banned it before a law, so it doesn't mm-hmm. really make any sense. But they, if those towns that don't want it, I've always said that they shouldn't jump ahead. I think you and I have talked mm-hmm. about this in the past, Jonathan, right. about towns just jumping ahead early before they even know what the bill is going to finally ultimately be. Right. Um, they're going to have to do it again. But those towns that don't want it, um, they don't have to have it, but they're not entitled to the uh, revenue stream that's going to be uh, available uh, through, uh, through, 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 through through the sale so, of cannabis. So, so let's dig into that. So the sales – so basically there's tax revenue. Yes. Okay. So basically – so say uh, – we're in Cranford. Mm-hmm. So say Cranford says well, we don't want it. Mm-hmm. So is the disbursement of this tax revenue uh, through state aid? Like, how is it that, say, if, for example, Roselle down the road, if Roselle had it and Cranford didn't, how would Roselle get the money and Cranford wouldn't? Is well, it because it's, is it connected yeah, bec- to state aid? Yeah, well, no. We have two taxes that we're referring to. We mm-hmm. have the local uh, excise tax that the local municipality uh, can charge up until 2%. And that's what's part of the negotiations, too. It's 2% right now. It may change. Oh, I get local. To, right, to, local. Like a, so the locals. Like, like a hotel tax. That it's exactly. Okay, like Atlantic it. City charges the hotel yeah. tax or Elizabeth charges the hotel tax. Right. Um, and then you also have the state sales tax, mm-hmm. uh, which right now we have 12%. And that's been part of the discussion. Do it's we what it's gonna keep be. it there, 12%, or do we go further uh, up? for what uh, Governor Murphy wants. and Didn't he want 25%? He did. He did. Yeah. And our concern with that was that we want to weed out as much as the black market as possible. We'll, we'll always have black market. Mm-hmm. It's just like with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to weed out the black market so people can legally buy this. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure that the prices are within the realm of what the black market is going for. So mm-hmm. starting at a 12%, and that, let's say, you know, it may change in the future, but right mm-hmm. now we want to keep it as low as possible so that we could drive those sales through the legality mm-hmm. of legalization mm-hmm. of, of, mm-hmm. Of, of marijuana. But the towns will be able yeah. to uh, present a, a, a excise tax mm-hmm. of 2% as well. Has the governor said that he's going to put marijuana uh, revenue in the fiscal 20 budget? He hasn't said yet, but I'm assuming that he would. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, an ongoing conversation. Um, I think if we would have got this done last year, uh, we would have been much more in a better position to see what the numbers would look like for yeah, this like year. Yeah, so what's real? What's real? What's really real? But they're estimated it uh, between, the, I say, fifteen to thirty million dollars in the first in the, in first, the first year. year. Also, I would, also it would seem to. Um, the, what about the quality? You know, like, obviously, whatever you buy on the street, Josh, whatever you buy on the street, uh, you don't know what the hell it is, right? You don't. You don't know where it's coming from, yeah. where state it came from, or yeah. what country it could possibly have come from, right. or if it's even real. Right. Um, but through the Department of Health, through their current testing with medical marijuana, 
uh, we're going to and uh, we're going to be joining Assemblyman and Danielson soon, mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan, at mm-hmm. the next podcast, who yes. is definitely working on the medical marijuana expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is legalization of adult use, but mm-hmm. part of that, uh, which will be moving simultaneously, medical expansion and this will be moving at uh, simultaneously at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of testing uh, language in the bill to make sure that we are really. Um, it's a really a healthy and it's going through some good, healthy mm-hmm. testing. So I have to, um, ask, Sorry. So, so I have to ask this. Um, so my, um, my son is, my son is 13. Okay. So he, uh, basic, you know, 13 year old kids, they love to push buttons and things. And he's like, he goes, he goes, yo dad, he goes, get me some weed. Right. Wow. And I said, excuse me. Right. And he's like, well, it's going to be legal in New Jersey. <laughs> right. He goes, and I'm like, yeah, but he's like, so, you know, what does that mean? You know, so, so it's no big deal. And I'm like, you know what? I, it's, it's still a very big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I use this anecdote because I'm sure there's some parent group, parents groups that have come to your public hearings on this mm-hmm. and say, what kind of message are we sending to our children? I don't think we're really sending the message um, because, like I told you before, I mentioned before, is that marijuana has been around for a very long time. Let's not kid ourselves mm-hmm. that these young people don't know about it, mm-hmm. um, but they're That's getting right. away with it right now as illegal. You know, we want to be able to regulate it and put mm-hmm. some standards in place. Right. And drug dealers don't ask for ID. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're absolutely right. Drug dealers do not ask for ID. So this will be a very well organized business and i've visited many states jonathan mm-hmm. i've been to colorado been to california been to vermont been to maryland been to dc mm-hmm. everyone is different but mm-hmm. everyone has a solid uh business component as it relates to minors and adult use this is 21 and older um at the end of the day anyone who is um uh a, a teen or under 18 or under the the, the amount given by law um, they have parents, and mm-hmm. parents have to be parents. Right. Um, you know, so we want to we want to regulate mm-hmm. it, um, and at the same time, we want to make sure that um, those individuals who have been impacted severely by the war on drugs for low level possessions of marijuana that they get be given some level of relief. One area that we thought um, would be great boon for marijuana would be Atlantic City, mm-hmm. and I remember I was down there um, back in the fall, and the mayor was talking about creating these entertainment zones mm-hmm. um, that would include, you know, obviously, you know, liquor, obviously, because it's legal, but when marijuana as well, that an adult playground, and. Um, that if you know it was that basically he was saying, and that if marijuana had limited sales to these wrong answer wrong pleasure zones, so to speak, that you know it would make it um it would help our struggling areas mm-hmm. you know, and I was just curious what and your Atlantic are City on that. is part of the bill um which is considered an impact zone uh due to the high unemployment due to the high arrest. Um, there was a formula that was presented. We've changed the formula so many different times because we wanted to make sure that the areas that have been hardest hit with the so-called war on drugs at least have an opportunity to build up their communities by having these types of businesses um, in, uh, in, and around. And, and we take advantage of the uh, revenue stream to it. But not only that, but what's important for me that I also included in the bill in the lower house is that any individual who have been convicted 
um, and or arrested uh, for low-level possessions of marijuana, they will also be eligible to obtain a license on their application Just as to well. Sell, to, sell. to sell. They will not, their, their, their record or their conviction will not be held against them mm-hmm. um, because we want to be able to bring them from illegal to legal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we've had we've also included the Office of Minority Women and Disabled Veterans Office mm-hmm. in the bill to creation of that division as well, so that those individuals will be focused on those applications that come in for minorities, women, and disabled veterans to give them priority. And then also we're giving in, uh, conditional licenses in those impact zones. So we always talk about and hear about the big guys just coming in and storming in. Mm-hmm. Well, we have created uh, special limited. Um, uh, conditional licenses, which is at a low cost for a license, and you'll be able to uh, set up shop in the areas where you live, mm-hmm. and provide those people in those in those communities opportunities as well. When you had mentioned that you'd been to Colorado, Vermont, a bunch of different uh, states that have this legal, has is there been like one? place that you've seen it done particularly well that you would think would be a prototype for New Jersey? And if so, can you kind of walk us through what that type of place looks like? Yeah, um, Colorado and California Mm -hmm. was uh, a very good experience um, for me. And, and, you know, I think we get too caught up in the uh, illusion of every pot retail shop on every corner. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we get too caught up on people just uh, thinking they're going to hang out around these things. That's just not the case. These retail shops are just like regular retail stores. Um, They're not on every single corner. Um, And they're all regulated uh, in in, in their different capacities depending on the state. What we're doing here in New Jersey is we're legislating it Mm -hmm. so that as things progress and things need to be changed, the legislature will have the ability to make those changes. Mm-hmm. When you look at other states like Colorado who and some others that just, just passed November put it on a referendum, anytime there's a major change, they have to go in front of the public for a vote. Right. And one of the suggestions that Colorado has uh, suggested to us when we first got there was don't do it like us. We're getting there. We're still making some ongoing changes. But every time there's a major shift or a change, they got to go in front of the public. They said legislate it. Mm-hmm. Put it in the hands of the people who elect you and make those changes like that. So we've, you know, taken a lot of um, advice from other states, all different. You know, we've we've combined it all into what we believe is going to be one of the strongest <clears throat> marijuana bills mm-hmm. and also expungement bills in the state of New, in 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 the in the country, New Jersey is going to be leading the way, and I think New York, while they want to press the button on gas with the green light, I think they're looking at us. I'm speaking next month uh, at a uh, Canada Gathering East, which is the largest Canada Gathering a conference on the East Coast. I'm doing a keynote in Times Square at the Crown Plaza, and what I gather from uh, all the uh, experts in New York is, yeah, they want to move pretty quickly but they're really looking at New Jersey because we're doing something special here we're really taking a lot of the pieces from the other states the, the do's and the don'ts and um, but mostly which is what I've been focused on is that social justice component that expungement which is important and I think that we've been able to pivot that here in New Jersey better than any other state mm-hmm. other states have it um, they talk it but they don't really provide that opportunity in New Jersey it is more important than the legalization of marijuana, expungement, and social justice. 
are those two um, pieces of the legislation, are they, do they have to be voted on together? It won't happen any other way. And this has been part of my discussions uh, with leadership is that if you have this totally separate from part of the conversation, you won't get legalization. It won't happen. I wouldn't vote for it. It's got to be part of it. Expungement has to be a part of it. Social justice has to be part of it. Economic opportunity for minorities and women and disabled veterans has to be part of it. If it's not, you could kill it. It's, it's dead. It's we, dead. We have a question from our producer, sure. Josh. Hold sure. on a second. Can I ask some factual questions about the bill? Um, will adults over the age of 21 be permitted to grow the plant themselves in a private residence? Being that this is so new to New Jersey... Um, we don't want to take that step right now. So, like Washington, so, right. adults will be prohibited. They will need to purchase cannabis from a store. They will not be able to grow it themselves. Correct. In New Jersey right now, uh, in our bill and in part of our discussion, and we all agree that homegrown is off the table for now because it's so new to the, to the, to the state. We don't want to make mistakes like others. Um, but I will say to you that it's not off the table for in the future. What about refined marijuana products, such as cannabis concentrates and edible marijuana mm-hmm. products? Are oh. those going to be allowed? Correct. They will. Mm-hmm. So they will be sold in stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and retail shops. And retail shops. Um, do those cause, do, does that cause concern? Um, when you bring up the fact of, uh, of young people, um, it does bring up some concern. But again, we go back to the enforcement of it and anyone who is under the uh under the age that they shouldn't you know there becomes the police in parenting um but for those that you know are of legal age will be able to purchase um you have to get you have to have your id um there's armed guards in every single retail shop um, check an ID. If you don't have an ID, you can't even enter to into the shop. And I, a funny story when we went to Colorado, Senator Skirtari, who um, hosted the trip, uh, forgot his ID at the at the hotel <laughs> for one of our visits. And the armed guards were very, very strict and strong by saying, "I, I don't really care who you are. Uh, you're not getting here without your ID, valid ID. They scan it. It's through a system." And it has to be legit. It doesn't look, matter whether you look like you're two or 102. You That's still get it. ID. Yep. Now, last question. Are there going to be any packaging requirements for marijuana products mm-hmm. in New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Are they going to have to be in tamper-proof packaging? And are there going to be any labeling or tax stamp Mm-hmm. requirements yep. for the product absolutely and that's very important there will be labeling it will be packaging there will be a standard set for it um and all that's uh, included in the uh, legislation thank you you're welcome it's like a real press conference here <laughs> all right to matt okay here we go Mr. thank you uh i have i have an, i have one more question i heard uh assemblyman uh Karabinchak, uh over in the 18th district uh talking about the uh it's my buddy he saved my life we went to israel together and climbed the mount masada the oh, entire really? mountain, <laughs> and uh, I needed to take a break because it was hot. I mean, yeah. hundred degree yeah. plus weather, and he was my my guy on the route, and uh, he saved my life. He got a, he went saved up all my life. To the top, no problem. <laughs> we went to the top. We really? got to yeah. the top. He went with me the whole uh, whole way through, and we're not needed to stop. 
he stopped with me and didn't let me go, man. I I love that guy. He <laughs> saved my life on that hot mountain. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> it, 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 I have not You got to get up that mountain really early in the morning. Otherwise, it's like. <laughs> it took us a while. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm while. not surprised to hear it's his. a good man. It's a good man. Yeah, his, his, his ability to do that. Um, no, he was just. But, but he, he had. Uh, he was talking about. Um, some of the logistical challenges. So he and he referenced in in, um, in Colorado and California how there's a uh, an industrial abundance of marijuana um, that they don't know what to do with the with with the yeah with the surplus. Is that something that's being discussed or anything that could possibly hold up any legislation? You know he. He was talking about how, you know, when... when it, Yeah, like the price of it, because there was so much of it on the market that the price... And it was actually, I think it was, it was also like in Washington Oregon. State. Or was Oregon, it, okay. it was Oregon. Yeah, yeah that it was it really... I mean, it, it all depends on where, demand, where you're right? at. I mean, look at demand. Canada. The first month they were sold out. Nevada got sold out very quickly. You know, so it all really depends on, 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 on where it is. But I think that while we are... Not limiting licenses, what it's included in the bill is that the department division, I would say, will keep an eye on on the market mm-hmm. so that if we don't need additional licenses, there won't be given any, but we won't right. stop it from trying to go into the market. So right. we've, we've learned from a lot of those mistakes that the other states have had. It also makes it... You know, like liquor licenses, like, what you know, certain towns, I think it's one liquor license per every 3,000 residents. Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't it make sense to do the same with these dispensaries? No, because I think you go back into limiting those individuals who are not the big boys mm-hmm. right. or the big gals. Right. Um, you limit their opportunity. Right. And that is why we have the division, the Office of Minority Women and Disabled Veterans. So they'll, the regulation commission, the regulatory commission, along with this office, will be keeping an eye out on the market and as well as communicating with a lot of the towns that are going to permit this in their municipalities. Right. Because you see this is also a job creator. Without um, a doubt. And that's why mm-hmm. we were at UCC preparing people for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that it this is a, 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 a mega drive mm-hmm. creator, a job creator. Um, we've also included delivery because, you know, the argument came up where people would good smoking and, and go driving. We've mm-hmm. got a delivery system. Um, that we've included into the the bill. I don't know if you know uh, Ease. It's just like it's the Uber for delivery for marijuana. They're very robust in California. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it goes right to the house, but it has all the safety and security mechanisms. Yeah. Um, again, that ID. Should, but California yeah. is, you know, makes millions of dollars in revenue just upon the taxes on the driving and delivery of Ease. You know, we should close this business down as soon as this gets out <laughs> because we could we could have that in Grubhub. Imagine we own Grubhub. We could do, we can provide you with a pizza yep. and pot at the same time. <laughs> this is a million dollar idea. Taco stand, taco stand, <laughs> <laughs> mobile, mobile taco stand. Um, Jamal, is there anything else we should ask? No, you? I mean can I'm looking forward. Everything? I'm looking forward to coming back and uh, with Assemblyman Danielson, who's been yep. a great partner. Um, on the medical marijuana side, him and I have worked very closely together on this bill. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And um, yeah, I, I welcome the opportunity to come back um, in the next few weeks. I'm sure I'll have more information for you as the bill um, becomes public with the changes. This has been great. Um, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, we've been here with Jamel Holly, the Assemblyman from the 20th Legislative District. And if anybody wants to reach out to you with questions or comments from this podcast, how best should they reach you? Sure. They can reach me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, my handle is at Jamel Holly at J-A-M-E-L. 
H O L L E Y. They can also email me uh, at A is an Apple, S is a Sam, M, which stands for Assemblyman, ASM at um, ASM Holly, H O A S M H O L L E Y at njleg.org. So it's Assemblyman. Holly at njleg.org or on Twitter or on Instagram, the handle at Jamel Holly. That's great. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank Thank you, you, Jonathan. And thank you, Josh, for uh, this conversation. The Jaffe Podcast is a production of Jaffe Communications, which is solely responsible for its content. Episodes may not be reproduced or rebroadcast without permission. Our executive producer is Jonathan Jaffe. Our editor and production manager is Josh Frank, and our theme song was composed by David Siste. For more episodes, visit jaffycom.com or find us on Facebook at Jaffe Communications. Thanks for listening. Join us next week.